Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of a Colts podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated and Horseshoe Huddle. My name's Brandon. I'm joined here by my best friend, your co-host, Andrew Moore, writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, how are you doing, kind sir? Doing a lot better even than I was on Monday when I last talked to you on here, brother. And I mean, what did we say on Monday's episode that this was going to be a wild week and so many things were going to change all throughout the week. And it's just two days later. And so many things have already changed. The COVID protocols have changed. The franchise quarterback is currently on the COVID list. Some of our franchise players have come off the COVID list I don't like talk about COVID, but it's engulfing this team right now. And it's what we're going to have to deal with as the Colts look at trying to win a game and clinch a playoff spot on Sunday afternoon. How you doing, man? Doing good. I got hashtag boosted yesterday, um, yesterday afternoon, about uh, 24 hours ago. And I'm finally starting to feel um, a little bit better. I know other people that were out for a couple of days uh, after that booster shot. So I'm glad to not... Um, be one of them real quick make sure you go follow us uh at a colts podcast uh on twitter instagram facebook all the goods uh what up lawrence owen good afternoon um thanks for following us thanks for being here thanks for listening um real quick before we get started i want to address uh the legendary head coach of the raiders and broadcaster uh john madden died yesterday morning i believe uh mm-hmm. at the age of 85 um Awesome guy. I mean, absolute legend. Um, I mean, there's a video game named after him for a reason, and it's gone on and on and on, even though he's been out of the game for, um, you know, quite some time. Uh, it's crazy that it happened the year they're doing this whole John Madden documentary. Um, that comes out, I think, New Year's Day? Or did it come out on Christmas Day? It, it, it came it, out on it Christmas came Day. It came out on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch that. Um, and obviously some relevance to uh, – how the Raiders may come out this Sunday. Yeah. And and I saw so many people on Twitter saying how he was, he was a legend, legend, legend kept seeing that word. And it almost feels like that word isn't even big enough for John Madden. I mean, he's, he's in rare icon status in the world of football because not only was he a hall of fame coach, he was uh, one of the best broadcasters in my opinion to ever call a game of football because not only was he entertaining not only did he feel like he brought you right into the booth with him but he explained the most complex yeah parts of football in a way that everybody could understand and that's hard to do that really is and and not only that and then to go go on to to beat the madden video game franchise he he was very instrumental in getting that started up i mean he he would not put his name on the game unless it was 11 on 11 football he wanted it to be a simulation he wanted it to be real and to help have a teaching effect on on kids and people that that aren't aren't really deep into the game of football and honestly for the for a generation now our generation the generation after us that's coming up many of them learn the game of football through Madden video games and and it's just he had an impact on so many different levels whether you remember him back in the 70s coaching those those tough Raiders teams whether it was him in the broadcast booth with with Pat Summerall and 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 Al Michaels or even in after his his 
he was had a, a impact on the game in those two areas everyone still knows about the Madden football franchise so incredible human being I don't think you can find a single person that has a bad thing to say about John Madden, not only because he was of how smart and how, how dedicated to the game he was, but just, he, he was such a lovable guy and he made everybody feel important. So it was a huge loss for the football world, huge loss for the world in general. I think if we were all more like John Madden, the world would definitely be a better place. Now, my family was not above uh, poking fun at John Madden when he was doing his broadcast because he really didn't know what was about to happen. I mean, he'd break it down not, you know, not too far distant from the way Tony Romo does things now, but like you said, in such a way that um, everybody could understand it. My dad just always liked cracking, like, how does he know what this guy's thinking in that moment? You know what I mean? Well, but he does, um, did, um, and yeah, he was awesome. Uh, he'll be a voice um, of the NFL, I think, you know, forever. So, um, but. With that being said, we do have a game this Sunday. Colts versus Raiders. Colts at minus 280. Raiders plus 225. Spread a 6.5. Over under only 44.5. That was a little low um, compared to what I expected. Uh, as of right now, with Carson Wentz you know, up in the air for Sunday, it would appear. Uh, were you surprised by the line here? I, I am. Well... Considering the, the new and approved protocols for, for the NFL's COVID policy, I'm not. Um, because right right after it was announced that that Carson Wentz was was put on the COVID list, the line started out at seven and the line yeah. went all the way down to three. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the, the COVID protocols were adjusted, you see that spread start to get back to around six and a half like it is now because you're going to see there's a good chance Carson Wentz does take the field on Sunday, not a guarantee, but things are trending in the right direction. So I think that's, that's what has an impact on it because it's, it's been all over the place since yesterday afternoon. So uh, Andrew, we kind of, I mean, we, we were ahead of the curve for once Um, on Sunday. We talked about the likelihood of the protocols changing um, on Monday or Tuesday. Um, Those protocols have changed a bit. Um, but the Colts have more COVID issues. They have continued, but with these new protocols, they've changed a little, a few things. And, and honestly, we might have to integrate some other Colts news into this topic of conversation because of these new protocols, guard Quentin Nelson, guard Mark Glowinski, defensive end, Kamoko Ture and cornerback Rocky center are all now activated. And there's still a long list of guys still active on that list that we expect to come off within the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're not up to date of what the new protocols are, it used to be though that if you were vaccinated or not, it was it was 10 days. Well, if you were unvaccinated, it was for certain 10 days that you would be on the COVID list. If you were unvaccinated, you could come off of that sooner with two positive tests or two negative tests, excuse me. Now it's down to five days thanks to the new CDC guidelines for unvaccinated and vaccinated players. You only have to quarantine and be out for five days. And and as long as you are asymptomatic or you do not have a fever after going 24 hours without medication to help that, or if your symptoms are starting to reduce and you're cleared by, by a medical, by a, I think it's an independent medical doctor for the team. So Either way, that's that's kind of what will determine whether guys can come off the list at that five-day mark. So you saw it today, like you already said, Mark Lewinsky, Quentin Nelson, Rakyasin, Kamoko Ture, those guys all 
were at about the five day mark and came off today. So you're going to see guys like Darius Leonard and a Zach Pascal, um, uh, Kari Willis. Those guys could come off the list tomorrow or, or, or Thursday. Yep. And then as we get later in the week, the Braden Smiths and the Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz can come off on Sunday. He can be activated on Saturday. If there's, if since the game is on Sunday, but he still would have to clear that, that, independent doctor clearing him to play Sunday morning. So we won't, we might see Carson Wentz activated on Saturday, but we won't know for certain whether Carson Wentz is playing until Sunday morning. Yeah. And it's really interesting too the whole asymptomatic thing. Uh, You know, you're going to get guys trying to fake it. Um, The one thing you can't fake is a fever, you know, getting that tested. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I I just hope that's not the case. Uh, I've, you know, heard other Shows talking about how, um, I think Ian Rappaport talks about it a lot, um, how, you know, players with concussions, for example, are much more, are self-reporting at a much higher rate than they used to. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that translates over to, um, you know, the COVID situation as well. Lawrence saying the team's dealing with COVID now. We're not going to have as much of a problem in the playoffs because players testing positive don't have to be tested again for 90 days. Um, And that is... Very true. Um, we thought the same thing about Carson. If he's going to get it, might as well get it now um, because that means he's good for the playoffs. Right. And when you're thinking about all of the guys that aren't vaccinated on the Colts, a lot of them are have already been on the list at this point. And that, to yeah. go that 90 days means they aren't they won't be at risk unless obviously they self-report and they, they self they take themselves out. But yeah. as far as the NFL COVID protocols go, they won't be tested in the facility for 90 days. So that obviously puts it where less than that. We're I think 50 or 46, something like that days away from, I think it's less than 46. I think it's, I don't even know. We're around 40 days until the Super Bowl. So obviously the Colts have a long yeah. way to go before that but this won't be an issue in the playoffs, which is a great thing for a Colts team that for most of the year wasn't bitten by this. And, and if it, it did had to bite them and, and these guys didn't in fact test positive, you're right. It's happening at the right time. With that being said, we still have two football games. We need to win. We'd like to win out, maintain this five seed at, at the very least. Um, but we got to win at least one more game to, to stay in the playoffs as well. Um, and this Sunday we could be looking at a situation with Wentz versus Ellinger. What kind of changes would you expect to see if Sam Ellinger did have to make his first NFL start? So if we see Sam Ellinger out there, obviously there's not going to be as much downfield passing because Carson Wentz has a hell of an arm and, and there's no secret that Sam Ellinger is kind of lacking in the arm strength department. So you're going to see a lot, a lot less downfield passing, but you'll see the Colts probably get Sam Ellinger out of the pocket a little bit more. He really does excel when he's throwing on the run, maybe get him into some bootleg action and try to get some open receivers over the, over either the middle of the field or kind of running with him across across the field, things like that. I could really see that. And I think we're just going to see if Sam Ellinger is out there even more of the running game, even more of Jonathan Taylor, more of Naheem Hines, maybe in a traditional running back role, which we really haven't seen too much because Jonathan Taylor has been on such a tear. Yeah. That's who they've been going to. Naheem Hines has been more of the guy that they're using. I mean, they still use him in the running game, but we've seen him more split out wide recently. Yeah. 
So I think those are going to be the noticeable differences if you see Sam Ellinger out there. But obviously, if Carson Wentz is out there, you also have to take his health into into effect as well. You have to think about that. He's even if he tested positive, if he's asymptomatic, fantastic. But if he is, he does have symptoms and it has is taking a little bit of toll on your body. You're going to be a little bit tired for that. I mean, yeah. I got I, I tested positive last Wednesday and it was almost a week and I'm, I'm still feeling the effects of it and I'm, and I'm double vaccinated. Yep. So it's, it's going to, it's not going to be a Carson Wentz. I mean, if she's going to go, go out there and give it his all hundred percent, but we, we're probably not going to see the 100% Carson Wentz. So I really think this could turn into a huge Jonathan Taylor game, regardless if Carson Wentz is out there or not. And it looks like Darren Waller uh, was put on the COVID list today as well. Um, Lawrence Owen just threw that out there as well. Uh, so that could help. I, I feel like he hasn't played all season anyway. I don't even know if he was going to play, but now he's definitely not because uh, we're within our five days here. So mm-hmm. um, Now, with Wentz versus Ellinger here situation, I think you're definitely right. You'd see more running. I think you're going to see more of the crossing routes. I think you're going to see um, maybe him running the ball as well, him contributing to the running game. Um, but again, hopefully this is something we do not have to deal with um, this weekend because it, it's, we need to, we need to win this football game. We need to win the last two football games. I want to keep going into the playoffs on a winning streak um, playing really well. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying we can't win with Sam, but right. our chances certainly are decreased. It certainly isn't as we're not as confident in Sam Ellinger right. as we are with Carson Wentz. And, and I, you do bring up a really good point there that I'm sure the Colts would love to get Sam Ellinger involved in the running game. We've seen it time and time. We've seen it a couple times, times already where where they put Sam Ellinger in that kind of a wildcat formation or on the, the design quarterback runs. But the Raiders aren't that great against the run either. They're only the 19th ranked defense against the run as far as yards per game. So if you if you are going that route, it's not a bad way to go, especially when you have Jonathan Taylor who by his standards, I mean, he still ran for 100 yards. By his yeah. standards, it was an off game because he didn't reach the end zone. And and you you will have guys like Daheem Hines who who can get in there and 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 shoulder the load as well. So I, I think that's where where the Colts are going to going to look, especially since we're Quentin Nelson and Mark Glowinski are going to be back. It looks like Braden Smith has a chance to come off the list as well, and Ryan Kelly is supposed to be returning this week. There's no they haven't said whether he's going to play or not yet, but he's supposed to be returning this week as well. So my guess is Ryan Kelly would probably be out there. So while they were missing four fifths of the offensive line last week, looks like they're going to get four fifths of the starting offensive yeah, line and, back this week. And and with those guys coming back, we can move Pryor probably out to left tackle, not dealing with the Julian Davenport situation again. Pryor has right. played much better um, as the backup tackle than Davenport has throughout the season. And that's, so and that's if, yeah, and that's if Eric Fisher misses the game, he is yeah. still day to day. He didn't practice today. So there is still a chance he plays, but when you have Mark, Matt Pryor out there, you're not nearly as worried as you would if Julian Davenport had to step in. Yeah. So uh, JT, you know, facing a Raiders 19th um, rush defense in the league, uh, looking to be the workhorse again this weekend, I would assume, especially with our big three back in the middle of that line. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think JT will be hungry for that as yeah. well. The 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 Raiders defense has well, they've stepped it up in the pass rush department somewhere that they were they were lacking because of guys like Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, those two defensive ends. They're they're not very good right in the middle. And that's where the Colts strength of the offensive line is when you have two pro bowlers in in uh, Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson right there to lead the way. So I, the Colts definitely can take advantage of that. And, and I'm sure Jonathan Taylor wants to be out there and, and wants to really dominate and take over this game. The Colts in Frank Reich's tenure, when the Colts have played the Raiders, they're two and one, I think. Yes, and correct. Each time they've won, it's been a kind of a different way that they've won. The first game, it was that come from behind win with with Andrew Luck and the one-handed catch to to Moali mm-hmm. Cox, Darius Leonard punching the ball out. Then they lost the the middle game, which was at home. And then the last game last year, you saw the defense really take shape. I mean, the highlight of the year, Kenny Moore's one-handed interception Beautiful. while guarding Darren Waller in the back of the end zone. And then you saw that's kind of Jonathan Taylor's coming out party. I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran wild all over that Raiders defense. So we could very well see that again on Sunday. I would expect Jonathan Taylor to be running with a little bit of kick in his step, uh, wanting to bounce back. Because, I mean, it didn't, we won the game, and I'm sure that's not really, you know, probably not wearing on him that much knowing him but I mean you still got to think even though that's not the most important thing to him his mind is I need to contribute more this week I need to get in the end zone for my team it's not about him Uh, but yeah I have I have a strong belief that uh, they'll be looking he'll be looking uh, to find the end zone a couple times because why Andrew death taxes Jonathan Taylor breaking one off for a touchdown, and that's the way the game's got to go. I love it. All right. Um, Colts defense. Uh, We've had a little trouble with Carr um, in the past. 70% uh, .2 completion percentage against us. Uh, Seven touchdowns, two interceptions, 105 passer rating um, in three games versus the Colts since Reich arrived. Um, you know, he, he, he doesn't have the weapons right now that, that, that he's had in the past against us, but, uh, Derek Carr's no slouch. I, I still believe in Derek Carr as a quarterback. Um, so this is definitely something to look for this week. The Colts certainly don't think Derek Carr is a slouch. They they inquired about Derek Carr this offseason before the trade for Carson Wentz was made. So it's it's the Colts have a lot of respect for for Derek Carr, and he has really. I mean, I've been there for for one of the games in this in this three game span. The thing that stood out to me was just. Derek Carr was never pressured in that game. It, it And I think that's going to be one of the big keys is it doesn't seem like the Colts in, in their previous meetings with Derek Carr and the Raiders, they haven't really been able to touch yeah. it. And, and when Derek Carr sits back there in the pocket and has all day to throw, he can really carve you up. He's, yeah. he's, he, yeah. So the, the, what I think we, Derek Carr kind of has a similar quality in Matthew Stafford. And when you pressure him, that's when Matthew Stafford gets pretty erratic and Derek Carr is the same way. You're definitely not going to have the same Derek Carr after you hit him a couple times. And and we've seen last week, especially these rookie pass rushers are really starting to come on while Quiddy pay did not have a sack last week. 
Quiddy Pay was seemed like was in the backfield trying to a chase lot. down Kyler Murray a lot and really getting hit Kyler Murray off the spot. Dio Dangbo has been out there and, yep. and we're starting to see the more time that Dio Dangbo gets and the more snaps that he gets under his belt, he's getting more comfortable. He's getting adjusted to the speed of the NFL game. And we're seeing these guys have a bigger impact on the game on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's going to be a huge thing is if we don't get Derek Carr off his spot, I think he has a chance to pick apart the secondary and and kind of pick his spots, regardless if Darren Waller's out there or not. But if the Colts can get pressure on him and and especially on the edge there to kind of make him throw things a little bit quicker than he wants to, or or when you have a Matt Eberflus defense in the secondary that's kind of disguising things, make him throw into some mistakes. And I think the Colts are going to have opportunities for more takeaways. And listen, this team has been very inconsistent this year, but they do have wins over the Broncos, who have a great defense. The Browns, and that was just a couple weeks ago, uh, they've gotten demolished by the Chiefs. They lost to Washington and the Giants somehow, but they beat the Cowboys. Uh, you know, They beat the Eagles a little before the Eagles were the Eagles um, of the way they're looking right now. They beat the Dolphins. Again, Dolphins weren't playing well, but they beat Ra- the Ravens week one. The re- Week one, the Ravens were still viewed um, as a team to worry about for sure. Uh, so I'm not saying, you know, hey, you know, you know, there's a good chance that we lose this football game, but if we go to sleep on this team um, and go, oh, the Raider, you know, Raiders aren't very good, we're going to have a lot of trouble. And I think what's good about this matchup is because not only are not only because if we want to look at the bright side of things with this COVID issue, but also it's week 17. And if the Colts win on Sunday, they secure a playoff spot. So the Colts for sure are not going to take this Raiders team lightly. And I think that's a good thing because maybe, maybe in years past, you would think, Oh, it's just the Raiders. You didn't have as mature of a team. You might take them a little bit lightly because of how they're up and down nature. But I think the Colts know with, with all the COVID stuff going on, anybody could be in there at any point in time. So everyone's going to need to be prepared. And when there's a playoff spot on the line, after the Colts had to dig themselves out of that one in four hole and now to be on the cusp of clinching that playoff spot, they're going to be ready to fight and ready to go pull that off. Yeah. Hunter Renfro versus Kenny Moore, the second Andrew who's, who's winning that matchup this week. I'm going to go with the pro bowler. I'm going to go with Kenny Moore the second. I'm, I'm very interested to watch this matchup because I, I, I do have a lot of respect for Hunter Renfro. I think he's a guy that, that is very, very underrated in this league and his ability to, to get open and, and really produce yards after the catch. I think he's become a, a, a real security blanket for, for Derek Carr. And a lot of times Hunter Renfro does make his moves in the slot where, where Kenny Moore is going to be. So I, I think if Derek Carr is going to go and look for Hunter Renfro a lot, you're going to see a lot of Kenny Moore on Sunday. And for the Colts, that's not necessarily a bad thing because of his playmaking ability, because we know he can stick with guy with shifty guys in the slot like that. So I think that's going to be a very underrated matchup to watch. And I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch in Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. Do you think Hunter Renfro is a guy, though, you know, that needs better receivers out on the outside, um, better receivers to take away some, you know, some of the defenders to be able to be productive or is he able to do so on his own? 
I think he's really been able to do so on his own because the Raiders don't really have too many big name options outside of Darren Waller. I mean, they've got some solid guys, but but yeah. nobody where you would say you need to focus your attention on. So, and Hunter Renfro does a really good job of winning his one-on-one matchups. And I think that's, that's why he has success in the NFL is he wins his one-on-one matchups. He's a very skilled route runner. He makes very crisp cuts. It, it kind of reminds you a little bit of a Cooper Cup. It, it's like a Walmart version of Cooper Cup. I'll say, or a poor man's version of Cooper Cup. No disrespect to Walmart, but you get it. So uh, you, you, you see, you know what I mean. He's a guy that, that can really get open, and, and if you don't mind your P's and Q's and you're not on top of it, he could end up burning you throughout the game. Gonna have some, we're going to have the uh, Walmart stands on our asses after that one, Andrew. Good good, jo- good going. All the, wa- hey, listen, all the fans of Walmart are coming listen, after this podcast. I shop at Walmart. It's just right down the road from my house. Nothing against Walmart. <laughs> I would have put it in the description. Nothing against Walmart. Um, Andrew, I'll go first. X factor of the game. Um, I want to, how do I word this? That doesn't make it sound like it's not a real X factor. Um, four quarters being played. Is that fair? Can I go four quarters being played? The Colts have to play four quarters um, of good, solid football to make me feel good leaving this football game because even if we win, I, I don't want to edge one out like the last two weeks. I want a nice, dominant four-quarter uh, football game. It would be nice to to get a win where it's, I don't know, 38 to 17. And I love the- I love being at games. By the way, we're gonna, both going to be there. I love being at blowouts, Colts blowouts. I can leave a little early with no knowing we're fine. Um, you know, we get to cheer a lot, a lot of happiness, no heartbreak. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with a blowout. See, I like I like the 30 going into the fourth quarter. It's 35 to, to 10 or 35 to 14. And then I can just sit back, relax and enjoy the entirety of the fourth quarter because, you know, I don't leave early. No, you do <laughs> not. And that's why you don't get home until 9 p.m. Hey, I, I mean, I enjoy the full experience, but my X factor is going to be the obvious one. It's Carson Wentz. I think of Carson, it's a huge difference whether Carson Wentz plays or not in the outcome of this game. If Carson Wentz is out there and, and he's available to play, I think the Colts do come out with the victory. If it's Sam Ellinger and Carson Wentz can't go, I'd probably give the edge to the Raiders. And, and that's, I mean, no disrespect to Sam Ellinger, but at the same time, this offense is just different when Carson Wentz is out there. Yeah. And and you, if that's the case, you know the Raiders are going to stack nine, ten men in the box and make Sam Ellinger beat the, the Las Vegas Raiders and not let Jonathan Taylor beat him. So whether Carson Wentz is out there on Sunday, that's a huge, huge deal. What's your expectation? Do you expect to see Carson? I do expect to see guess. Carson out there. I, the Colts are expecting Car. While well, they're saying that publicly Sam Ellinger is quarterback one right now, and, and I mean that's true. Privately, the Colts are expecting Carson Wentz to be out there. And and as far as I, I, I don't take don't take this as the Bible, but from what I've heard, Carson Wentz as of now, Carson Wentz as of right now is asymptomatic, which is a good sign. The book of Andrew in the Colts Testament <laughs> prediction, Andrew. Prediction, I'm going to assume Carson Wentz does play, and I'm going to assume the Colts get the victory. Uh, I think the Colts will secure that playoff spot on Sunday, especially if Carson Wentz is out there. You know Lucas Oil Stadium, it's going to be a game-clinching or a playoff-clinching game. Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be rocking. And another factor we didn't really talk about, 
Sunday very well could be T.Y. Hilton's last home oh, game. Boy, don't say it to me. <laughs> could be the last time T.Y. Hilton Shit. is playing at Lucas Oil Stadium, which is it's it's tough. It's tough, but hey, you're gonna be there in case it is. That'll That's be true. that'll be a memory. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. The Colts are gonna win. Um, I am gonna go Colts win. I'm gonna say 31. Go 31 17. So I'm gonna take the over. But I'm going to go 31-17 Colts. I'll go 35-10. I like that score. Oh, you think it's going to be a blowout? Oh yeah, I I, I hope so. I, I'm 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 a little little more on my usual uh, uh, emotional pick uh, recently. I, I'm just, I just don't want a close game again. Those last two games, don't get me wrong, were a couple of the most amazing Colts wins, regular season wins I think I've ever um, watched as a fan. But I could deal without that shit. This Sunday, I I could very well see it being a four being in the fourth quarter, twenty four seventeen, and then Jonathan Taylor ends up breaking one off in the fourth quarter to yeah. kind of seal it. Okay, um, so other Colts news, like we mentioned before, Andrew, you got those injuries yet? I do have the injuries. Okay. Why don't we? I'll run through these while you pull that up. Um, we activated, like I said, Quentin Nelson, Mark Lewinsky, Kamoka Ture, Rocky Sin from the COVID list. Still on the COVID list. Quarterback Carson Wentz, Marlon Mack, Zach Pascal, Braden Smith, Darius Leonard, Malik Jefferson, TJ Carey, Kari Willis, Jaleel Adai. And those are just guys on the active roster. We're not going to yeah. include the practice squad guys, but yeah. those, and you would expect a lot of those guys to come off throughout the week. So that list will look quite a bit different. I'm sure once we get to Sunday. Uh, so, and Hey, hey you and you and Ben should be best friends. Ben says 100 to three as a Colts final by score. a million Colts by a million. I do like Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, Andrew injuries. So injury report pretty, pretty small today, but then half the team is, isn't there because of COVID. So good point. No, no surprise there. Jack Doyle and Eric Fisher, we both talked about them. Uh, they Their day-to-day did not practice today. Jack Doyle with a knee and ankle issues. Eric Fisher dealing with a knee, a shoulder, and a toe injury. And then Anderson Deho still working his way back from concussion protocol. He, again, did not practice today. All right. Uh, Jaguars request to interview Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus for their head coaching vacancy. Not Not a surprise that teams are starting to want that. Not a surprise. If I'm Matt Eberflus, I'd probably want to stay the hell away from Jacksonville. That's what um, I said about just, Sirianni and the Eagles, though, and they're going to the playoffs probably. Yeah, yeah it, that's true. But I, I hopefully Matt Eberflus, if he does pick a destination, it would be a better destination than, than Jacksonville. Uh, Colts sign center Joey Hunt and act. You're going to have to do better next time. Sign Joey Hunt and activate. <laughs> Tackle yep. Greg send it to the fifty three man roster roster. Listen, you get it. Autocorrect. But yeah, not not a surprise there, especially with because this was done before the protocols, and you still have some offensive linemen that are currently out with COVID. Joey Hunt knows the system. That's a good backup lineman, interior lineman to have, and and Greg Sennett as well. Colt signed safety G DJ Swearinger to the practice squad. It's a bigger name. Yeah, yeah I, I thought mean, so. Colts have Colts have flirted with with bringing him in with work for workouts before, and I mean with now with Kari Willis hurt, Julian Blackman's hurt, Anderson Dejo's hurt, Jaleel Adai is on the COVID list. Seems like the only healthy safety out there is George Odom. So a little bit little bit of depth there on the uh, safety side. Uh, real quick, because we forgot on Sunday, 
we did not talk about Hard Knocks. Is there a new episode tonight, or was the last one the finale? There is a new episode tonight. The Hard Knocks will be going all throughout the season until the Colts are done. So we can really? have Hard Knocks through the Super Bowl. Holy mm-hmm. crap. That is so cool. I yep. do, I'm just going to say it. We've been doing pretty well since this Hard Knocks shit started. So I'm fine with it. Mine um, too. Interesting. So, Andrew, um, what stood out to you about that game or about that episode? Bubba Ventrone Ventrone, once again now granted I did watch this episode with COVID brain and I was had a fever at the time so if I don't remember everything correctly just forgive me but Bubba Ventrone uh, once again calling out the the blocked punt against the 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 New England Patriots he said in the special teams interview or special teams meeting that there was going to be a hole here and Matthew Adams was going to have a chance to go through sure enough Matthew Adams straight through that hole, blocked the punt against a Patriots team that's always great on special teams. And you could tell this one meant a lot to Bubba. Bubba being an an ex-player of Bill Belichick, he used to be on Bill Belichick's staff. It it meant a lot to Bubba. And and seeing how his family reacted to all that, I tell you what, man, Bubba Ventrone is a star. And he's we better enjoy him while he's here because he's not going to be here for very long. He's going to be a head coach in this league. I just said that to Paige. I watched it for the second time today. Colts are going to the Super Bowl, says Went season. Uh, we're going to break the Hard Knocks curse. You know what? I bet when the Hard Knocks, you know, when they decided on the Colts, nobody thought, you know, oh, shit, they're going to make the playoffs. We might have to do this for extra weeks. Like, is this in the budget? Uh, but it must be doing well if they decided to take it all the way until the, the Colts season's over. I like it. Um, yeah, Bubba's awesome. His son's name is Major, by the way. Fantastic name. Love it. Major Ventrone, a.k.a. Major Badass. Uh, Kid needs his gloves. Dad doesn't want him to put drops on tape. Can't have that. Um, But, yeah, I I enjoyed the the inside look at Bubba's family this week. That was fun. Um, I enjoyed Frank's attitude going into the week and going out of the week. Um, You know, hey, we've done this, we've done that, but this week there's one thing on our mind. Uh, You know, to get to the playoffs, all we can do is beat the New England Patriots. And then in his speech at the end, that's just one game. We got to keep chucking along. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that's kind of how it's been after every single game is they, they celebrate. It's the 24-hour rule. It's the same rule that Tony Dungy had. They're going to enjoy it for 24 hours, then it's on to the next opponent. And I think that's a good way to go about it. Um, another thing that kind of stood out to me too, and hopefully I'm not taking one of yours, is, is giving the, the game ball to Ryan Kelly. That oh, it, the moment of silence for Ryan Kelly and his wife. Oh. Throughout throughout that episode, you you can just tell that this there's a reason, and I say this every week that this Colts team is different, and it's built different from Chris Ballard on down. No, from Jim sure, Irsay on down. From Jim Irsay on down. Yeah, you're 100. Jim Irsay on down. This team is a family. This isn't just yeah. a, a fantasy football where you're taking everybody in. Character matters, and and this team loves each other like family. And and you could tell they all went out and played that night for number 78 against the Patriots and, and to give him that game ball to know that they were all thinking about him dearly and, and really hurting with, with Ryan and Emma and, and, and his wife, Emma, just, it, it, it kind of chokes you up thinking yeah. about it. It's, it's pretty special. Well, I'm a big softy these days, so I cried all sorts of stuff. So, um, <laughs> the pro bowl voting was fun. That was cool to see the players kind of doing that. Um, as well as, 
the whole Jonathan Taylor for MVP um, at the end of the game that Ursay started, that was badass too. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought it was kind of funny the the rookies coming in and doing their their cookie decorating contest. Some of fun. them were really good. Quiddy Pay did a good job. Dio Dangbo, some of his man, not great. Not, not not the best cookie decorator I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, Andrew. Uh, so we're moving into the last two weeks of picks. Um, I don't think we did our our. I don't. Th- I mean, I we still pick games for the playoffs, but I don't think we did. Uh, I don't think we did picks for the playoffs like as a part of our standings against each other. No, we pick, uh, we do we do playoffs a little different. We do like the we pick the spread and we pick. Yeah, we did the, do all that. Didn't all we? that. Yeah, I'm not going to make those spreadsheets again this time. It's going to be easier to just <laughs> didn't do video last time, so it was all different. Um, so real quick before I get into what I was going to say, week 16 game we missed Dolphins 20 Saints three. Thank you Dolphins and Jalen Waddle for sending me to the championship because not only am I trying to make sure I beat Andrew and picks these last two weeks, but him and I are on a two week long championship playoff game for fantasy. And I smoked his last two week score. So things are looking good for me. Um, I didn't think I was going to s- squeeze it out. And then the, that defense got me 20 some points. Jalen Waddle got me, I think 30. Uh, I just sailed into the, into the championship here. So you and I are competing on a little bit more than picks these last two weeks. Yeah, this this fantasy championship's going to be fun because I'm, I'm sitting at twelve and two on the year, but one of those losses was to Brandon. So it's going to be competitive. We'll have to we'll have to share after after week 18 how that how that finishes out hey i had a very losing record in my family league guess who's heading to the ship against his mother <laughs> so my mom's either going to keep the trophy for two years in a row because i got we got a trophy last year uh or i'm bringing it home for my first time uh since we actually had the trophy and then i'll be taking it and getting engravings you know go through mm. and get everybody's stuff put on there but all right we pick up standings 150 and 89 63 percent that's me. Andrew is a game behind, one forty-nine to nine, uh, with ninety misses, sixty-two uh, percent. Two more weeks. We've been back and forth these last few weeks. Yeah, it's exciting. Definitely more exciting than last year when you kind of obliterated I mean, me by about six. To or be seven fair, days. I obliterated most of America. And you were, you were on last a hot year. streak last year. That come back down to earth a little bit, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, gonna be a fun last two weeks because I'm sure there's gonna be plenty of games in this that uh that we're going to get wrong and and have a chance oh, yeah to, i mean to every week it's forth. just been an absolute shit show um let's get started falcons at the bills andrew's probably going to pick the falcons um i'm going to go with the bills <laughs> we're hammering the falcons no i'm just kidding we're going with the bills i mean this one i don't have to worry about my falcons curse coming and biting me in the butt i'm going bills uh this next one i can't believe they didn't put it on prime time uh, New York Giants at Chicago Bears, two teams that are on primetime way too much lately. Um, I'm going to have to also, again, here, go with the home team and the Bears. And the Bears might as well just put Nick Foles back out there. You put Nick Foles out there, and he gets a dub against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Put him out there again. I'm going to take the Bears to win this one pretty handily on yep. Sunday. I'm not excited to pick this next one, Andrew, so I'll let you go first. You got the the Chiefs, who it seems like are being led by their defense right now against red-hot Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense. I'm going to go with the defense. I'm going to go Chiefs at Cincinnati to come out with the victory. I 
I got to go with you in the public on that one as well. I'm leaning Chiefs. Uh, but I would not be shocked if the Bengals won that football game. Oh, uh, I wouldn't either. Dolphins at Tennessee. Dolphins are red hot. Now, they have not beat a single playoff team in this red hot streak. Um, they beat the Ravens when the Ravens were viewed as a playoff team, and they're ranked above the Ravens right now. So uh, Ravens are not a playoff team. So they have zero wins against playoff teams, to my knowledge. So um, they we're going to find out if the Dolphins are for real this week. Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins at Tennessee. Darn, I thought I was going to get you on this one. I'm no. going Dolphins as well. I'm picking I, against I, Tennessee till the end of the year. I'm I'm going Dolphins as well because I think I think just watching – Watching how Tua is, I think Tua is is finally starting to figure things out. And the rest of this Miami team, it's it's really gotten behind Brian Flores. They're playing yeah. fast. They're playing aggressive. And I like what I see. And I think as long as Tua doesn't make too many mistakes, I really think they could take it to the Titans and, and get another victory. So I'm going to go Dolphins. Raiders at Colts, we both pick the Colts. Uh, most mm-hmm. of the public is on the Colts. Jaguars at Patriots. Uh, 1.15% of the people on this app don't have brains and are Jaguars fans. Uh, Those two kind of go hand in hand. I'm going with the Patriots. (laughs) I'm going Pats as well. We're going to see another rookie battle with Trevor Lawrence versus Mac Jones. But Mac Jones, number one, he's been playing better, and he's just got a way better team. So it's going to be Patriots pretty easily. Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, going to see one of Tom Brady's favorite teams to play, the New York Jets. Tom Brady's just going to have a fun-ass day on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think so, and I think once you don't have get Tom Brady to... on your fantasy team, do you? No, That's but I relief. did pick I did pick up a certain Ronald Jones today that Oof. I placed in my starting lineup against you. Too much tinkering. Gonna have a field day against the Jets, and hopefully Ronald Jones has a Jonathan Taylor esque day against the Jets. For my fantasy sake, I'm going Bucks. I like that Bucks as well. Eagles at Washington Football Team. I I don't remember who won this game last. Uh, I assume the Eagles. I'm going Eagles again. Yeah, the Eagles won this last time. It was on a on that Football Tuesday night. Apart. On that Tuesday night, it was uh, literally literally right. like two weeks, like less than two weeks ago. So I am, I am going with the Eagles. Uh, you're right. Washington football teams falling apart. They looked abysmal against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. And I don't think it's going to turn around soon. The NFL has got to do a better job of spreading out these divisional games. Um, especially, you know, getting some in at the end of the year for teams that, you know, might actually matter, you know, like Tennessee's playing the Texans. We're playing the Jags. You know, it, those games don't matter for the most part, I mean, realistically. So um, just kind of silly that uh, that's not the case, but we'll see next year. Yeah, it's not the NFL's fault that the Texans and the Jags are are yeah, But the NFL team. knows that that's going to happen. Let them play <laughs> each other at the end of the year then. Uh, yeah. Rams at Ravens. I, I'm assuming Lamar's out again this week. He practiced today for Did the he? first time. So there's there's a chance that Lamar does play on Sunday. But honestly, I don't think it makes a difference. I, I'm still going to go with the Rams. The Rams, this seems like a red hot. They're they're trying to put up a fight against, uh, against the Green Bay Packers for that number one seed in the NFC right now. So I'm going to go Rams on the road. Yeah, I like the Rams too. I don't think Matt Stafford's going to throw three interceptions again against another purple team. Um, and... 
I also think Matt's uh, that the fact that the Rams were able to win despite those three turnovers, tur- uh, interceptions that were all in their own territory, um, just says something about that football team. Um, so I'm going Rams. Broncos at Chargers. Now the way the Chargers played against Detroit, I am worried. However, Chargers. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you here, especially because it looks like Drew Locke is still going to be going out there for for the Denver Broncos. And I don't think the Chargers are going to drop a goose egg two weeks in a row, especially fighting for their playoff lives. I'm going Chargers. Uh, Texans at 49ers. I honestly think this could be a sneaky upset. Davis Mills hasn't looked terrible recently and uh, the 49ers and Jimmy G has been been hurt I am still going to pick the 49ers just because I think I think that Nick Bosa and that that 49ers defensive line in the end going up against that Texans offensive line that's going to win out but I think it's going to be a very close game uh I'm going to go Niners as well I think uh Kyle Shanahan's not going to allow you know a loss to the Texans that'd be pretty bad um, Cardinals at Cowboys four weeks ago, I would have said Cardinals, uh, after what we just saw last Saturday on Christmas day, I'm, I'm on the Cowboys on this one. Dak, you got, get... you got Dak and Zeke kissing on the sideline. I mean, there's nothing you can do to stop that. I thought I was going to get you on this one. Cause you're all on the Cardinals train. No. But yeah, I'm going, I'm going Cowboys as well. We're, I think we're all, we picked all the same picks so, so far. far going, no differences. That I'm would be one Cow- way to make, for me to make sure. I'm going Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to continue their their hot streak on offense. And with a full offense, I think you saw what the Colts were able to do with not their full arsenal. The Cowboys will have their full arsenal. I'm going Dallas. Dallas. Uh, Panthers at Saints. This is not a good football game. Um, I guess Saints because they're the home team. <laughs> Man, this is a this is a tough game to pick too. Just because I don't I don't think Ian Book will be out there, and I think all all Saints fans are happy about that. Uh, I think Taysom Hill will be back, but uh, yeah, I, I got to go Saints as well. The Panthers just it seems like each week they get worse and worse and worse. I'm going Panthers, Lions, uh, Saints, 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 Lions at Seahawks. Do we uh, trust? Jared Goff to go out there and beat Russell Wilson. The Seahawks don't look good. They don't look good. <laughs> I'm not picking the lines. I'm not falling for that shit ever again. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I think they can at least beat the lowly lions. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, Seahawks Vikings at Packers go pack. Go um, pretty simple yeah. one there. Um, pretty simple. This one's Packers at home. Aaron Rodgers is pr- trying to look to, to, secure that second MVP in a row um, because it looks like he's probably going to do it. I think Packers are going to roll in this one. Uh, Then Browns at Steelers. You can go first on this one because I... Browns. Browns. Easy pick. The Browns are going to get... Nick Chubb is going to have a good week, pal. Hmm. I want to go Steelers just so I could pick against you. But that's really my only reason, so I probably shouldn't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna go with the Browns. We're gonna have no differences this week because we're boring. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Browns almost beat the Packers with Baker Mayfield throwing four interceptions. So as long as Baker doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Browns should win on Sunday. All right, news around the league. 
The NFL and the NFLPA agreed to modify their joint COVID-19 protocols on Tuesday, cutting the standard isolation period after a positive test for asymptomatic individuals from 10 days to five days, regardless of vaccination status. Will you tell, because obviously we talked about that. Do you know anything about close contacts right now then? Nothing has changed with, with close contacts. Close contacts are still the same. I think they're, they're also treating it as, as, a five day thing is, is, but if you test negative uh, twice in twice a row, then I, then I think you can come back. Yes. Okay. Uh, hi, blue blue. Yeah. We picked the Colts. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Of course. Um, Vikings place wide receiver, Adam Thielen on IR due to a season ending ankle injury. Um, their season's over anyway. So he's just getting a head start on the recovery. Man, I feel bad Me too. for for Adam Thielen. I I mean, I wish Let's get an Adam Thielen in Indianapolis. Huh? Wouldn't w- wouldn't hate that. I think what this Colts offense needs is is uh is a deep threat. So maybe not the the best fit, but hey, I mean Adam Thielen's still a, a very good wide receiver. So I wouldn't mind him lining up across from Michael Pittman. Absolutely. But yeah, ho- best best wishes to him. Hope he recovers quickly. Um Okay. Uh but yeah, so anything else from you? I'm I'm getting jostled here. I don't I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything. It's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how this week plays out with, with the rest of the Colts who are on the COVID list. Hopefully more guys don't end up on the COVID list, fingers crossed. So that way you're not missing key guys, especially a Jonathan Taylor for for this game. Uh, I think they just need to put a bubble around him. He's vaccinated, him so that helps. Helps. It does help, but I mean, in my case, certainly doesn't doesn't protect you 100%. So we'll, we'll have to see. We could be talking about a completely different situation even on Sunday. So you hey, just got to – You got to wonder about see. Sam too. Truthfully, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I'm just I'm just waiting in the next couple of days for Sam to pop up too. So, I mean, we could be in a shit situation within the next few days still. We're not out of the woods yet, uh, but things are looking up. Um, don't forget to go follow us at a Colts podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, like subscribe, do all the things on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Um, we'll see you Monday night. Go Colts. Go Colts. Let this moment become a cherished memory. And then remember a legacy is only worthwhile when there is a future to fuel. God bless you and God bless football.